Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number five of Gone But Never Forgotten, a podcast that we have made to help shine light on unsolved murders and missing persons whose family and loved ones have yet to find the closure that they are sadly still in search of. I hope that your last two weeks have been well. Just a reminder that listener discretion is advised and cases that we cover at times include graphic details and graphic content. This week, our story does include information on a homicide. This week's case is taking us to Nova Scotia for a case that has gone unsolved for nearly 22 years. The victim is Jason McCullough. Jason McCullough's murder is part of the Nova Scotia Justice Department's Rewards for Major Unsolved Crimes program, which offers a cash reward of up to $150,000 for information that leads to an arrest and conviction in certain cases. Anyone with information about the case is asked to contact Halifax Regional Police at 902-490-5016. Crime Stoppers at 1-800-222-TIPS or the Rewards for Major Unsolved Crimes Program at 1-888-710-9090. August 28, 1999 was just like any other summer evening in Dartmouth, Nova Scotia. It is humid, it is summer vacation, and teenagers and students alike were all gathered together at different parties to celebrate and to anticipate the coming end of summer break. One such group of friends were gathered together for a house party on Joseph Young Street in Dartmouth. One of the party goers is 19-year-old Jason McCullough. Jason was known by everyone to be calm, cool, and collected. He was always down to earth and super friendly with everyone that he met and everyone that he was around. Jason was also known to help his elderly neighbors with things like groceries and snow removal in the winter. We will get more into Jason's amazing personality and traits later. Shortly after 1 a.m., Jason decided to leave the party and head home to his parents' home over on Russell. His parents lived about one kilometer away from the party, so it seemed to be a basic walk, and he did so alone. The walk was made shorter by a commonly used shortcut through Highfield Park, a children's park. Jason had walked this way and taken this shortcut many times before. While walking through the park at 1.30 a.m., Jason was shot from near point-blank range in the back of the head. Jason was killed instantly. Many residents in the area heard the gunshot and reported hearing footsteps fleeing the scene and quite a few residents called 911. At 2.30 a.m., with the assistance of police dogs, Jason's body was found on a path between 100 and 104 Pinecrest Drive, only a little more than five blocks from his home. Jason was unknown to police and had never been involved in any criminal activity, thus providing police with few leads, no motives, and no suspects. The police at the time, and still to this day, regard this murder as a random act of violence. The unfortunate thing when it comes to crimes that appear to be random acts of violence is that police don't even have a general idea of where to start and tend to be more reliant on the general public for eyewitness reports and for any leads. Unfortunately, much like in many Canadian unsolved cases, 
That information is hard to come by because the general public tends to have some level of disdain for police and they do not want to get involved for fear of being unprotected by the police after they come forward. It is unknown whether or not that is the case here and whether the reason for the silence is that there were no witnesses and the perpetrator has not divulged information to anyone else or if there is just a general fear or separation from police in this case, causing for the silence that has kept the shooter and anyone else who may have been involved from coming forward. Former Halifax Regional Police Investigator Tom Martin was on Jason's case from day one until his retirement and was one of the best officers that Halifax Regional Police had with over 500 major cases under his belt. Fifteen years after the murder, Tom Martin was holding strong in his belief that, quote, of all the cases I was involved in, Jason's would be one of the ones I would say is the most solvable. In the time that Tom was a part of the case, the police interviewed at least 250 people, but came up short of anything that would lead them to a definitive suspect and an arrest. Martin said that, quote, Jason was just a kid walking home. Some people saw him as a victim and approached him in that manner, unquote. After months passed and sadly no arrests made or charges filed, the police made a very bold step and released composite sketches of five men who they believed may have been connected to the killing. They labeled the five men as persons of interest in the case. We will share the photo of the sketches on our social media pages so that they can be seen. In 2000, much to the chagrin of the police, the Daily News published the names of four of the suspects that were represented in the composite sketches. They were Lloyd Douglas Orman, Stephen Meekins, Christian Marsman, and Tyrone Downey. All four of the men lived in the area where the homicide took place. One of the reasons that the five became people of interest in this case was that three of them, Downey, Marsman, and Orman, broke into a home only a few hundred meters away from where Jason's homicide took place. Downey pointed a handgun in the robbery, and all three would later be arrested, charged, and would plead guilty to the charges for the robbery. Martin was on the McCullough case and investigating as a part of the Halifax cold case team. And until it was disband sorry, on the cold case team until it was disbanded in 2005. In an interview in 2014 with The Coast, he expressed his dismay at the fact that Jason and others like him were not seeing the closure that their cases and their family deserved. He stated that in 2005, he felt as though they were very close to closing the case, but not quite close enough to make an arrest and the task force was shut down. Martin states that nothing would make him happier than to see Jason's case find a resolution. So that brings us back to Jason. Jason McCullough was a young man who was known in the community to be kind, caring, and very giving of his time. He helped his elderly neighbors with groceries and odd jobs like yard work frequently. Jason was a chief scout with Scouts Canada, and he volunteered at the Boys and Girls Club at their Dartmouth North site. Jason was a lover of music, especially R&B, and he had just finished graduating high school and had been accepted to attend Dalhousie University. Jason's cousin, Vanessa Clark, described Jason as, quote, 
the sweetest guy you could have ever met. He would give you the shirt off his back. And I know that he did in one case. That's the kind of guy that he was, unquote. The biggest problem is that there will never be a full sense of closure in this case, because even if someone is charged and found guilty of this murder, the reason will never resonate. Jason was simply in the wrong place at the wrong time. When asked why Jason may have been targeted, his father Alan stated, I don't think there was a reason, but some scumbag knows, and there is other people who know about this scumbag. In a 2006 news article with the CBC News, Constable Jeff Carr said, quote, We know there are persons out there with information in relation to what happened. Maybe I would ask those people to put themselves in a position where if Jason McCullough had been one of their family members, what would they want? I think that they would want to see this horrific crime solved. Unquote. Carr then went on to say that so much time has passed that they will need a witness to come forward to move this case along, and he also said that any witnesses that come forward will not be charged with failing to report a crime. This is where we will echo those same sentiments. Jason's family deserves some closure here. If you are out there and you either witnessed the crime or were told about the crime before or after the fact, please reach out to the aforementioned numbers in Jason's regard. His family, his friends, and the entire community deserve to know answers to the questions that they have had for 22 years now. It is heartbreaking enough to know that your loved one was killed randomly or because they were in the wrong place at the wrong time, but it is a whole other thing when there are still more questions than answers all these years later. The park that Jason was killed alongside is now known as Jason McCullough Memorial Park. A wonderful member of society was killed in a random act, and in memory of Jason, we hope that someone, somewhere, will come forward with answers. They say that the grieving process can really only truly begin once any and all questions are answered. And that is what is needed here. Someone knows exactly what happened on August 28, 1999, when Jason was shot dead at point-blank range, and it's time to help his loved ones and ease your own mind by telling the police the truth. As mentioned, there is a $150,000 reward for information that leads to an arrest. If you are out there today listening to this episode and you know what happened, pick up a phone and tell someone what you know. End this painstaking process for everyone involved. The phone number for the rewards of, for major unsolved crimes program is one 710 9090. Well, and I think that about sums up today's case. Is there anything that you want to add or uh, say here at the end, Julie? Um, I think that this is really just everyone's worst nightmare. You know, like you, you always hear things and you're like, oh, he must have done something or she must have did something or they were in a gang or they were into drugs or whatever. And then here we have this person who wasn't part of any of those things you know and and very well it was just a random act of violence and i think that's our worst nightmare as parents as people is just being at the wrong place at the wrong time so this is just truly a heartbreaking um story 
Yeah, it's really one of those stories that gets at you. I was going to bring that up because you kind of were talking about it before we started to record. But, yeah. you know, it's the same thing. It's like, you know, I drive most places now, but I remember growing up, like, I walked, and I'm very particular. I'm very um, OCD about mm-hmm. my path. So I would walk the same way, the same places all the time. And it's like just to think that's what Jason was doing. He was yeah. just taking a shortcut to go home, and, you know, he met – up with the wrong person and you know like they say wrong place wrong time but yeah that certainly doesn't give you any peace of mind in a story like this yeah no definitely not there's definitely um i think it's a realization when you hear about stuff like this that there's just sick people out there yep it's it's really a shame you know you can try to live your life to you know the best of your ability helping people doing things for others And, you know, for all those people that say karma, like, there was no karma here for Jason. No. And I think as, like, a parent looking at this and and speaking to other parents, I would say, if your kid is going to a party, tell them to call you before they go home. You know, like, one thing, my son's only 10, but I have always known in my heart that when he gets older and he wants to go out like call me it doesn't matter where you are or what you're doing give me a call even if you're in the safest neighborhood you call me i come pick you up and this is really just another um realization that i think i am going to go through with that yep no that makes sense so i think we'll end it there Uh, i just want to put out a few reminders that you can reach out to us on social media with feedback um, cases that you would like to see covered or just to say hi We're available by email at gbnfpod at gmail.com. We're on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash gbnfpodcast. Twitter at gbnfpodcast. And Instagram at gbnfpod. We've also started a Patreon account. If you like what you hear and would like to help us out, um, any small bits definitely go a long way. That can also be found at patreon.com forward slash GBNF podcast. Every little bit of, of feedback or help that helps us get this thing up and running. And I definitely see in hopefully the not too near future um, an awesome avenue where I would like to get some graphic work done and get some merchandise out there as well. Um, Other than that, I think we'll wrap it up and we will say thank you for listening to Gone But Never Forgotten.